and welcome back to the Bad Simulator Podcast with me, Reese Saunders. Joining me is my right-hand man, my assistant manager, it's Carl Pierce. Hello, Carl. How are you? I'm very well, thanks, Reese. Well, uh, in speaking, anyway, when we get to a certain match, I won't be so well. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what you mean, mate, because I... I Wait, my well, team, we're my in team. similar similar boats, aren't we? Let's be fair. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're we're both Leeds fans, so you know. No, uh, no, no, <laughs> no. Um, um, yes. Uh, normally, we have Liam Hall on uh, the podcast with us. Unfortunately, Liam is having a leave of absence from the podcast due to some personal problems. Uh, I say from all of us here and everyone at Rickapins and the listeners as well. Liam, we hope you get better soon, and uh, we can't wait to have you back. So, yeah, uh, get well soon, Liam, mate. And I can't wait to hear your dulcet tones on this podcast once more. Same. Yeah, I. Um... Completely agree with everything. Research and echo it. Yeah, we uh, we love you, Liam. Uh, we we want you to come back. Um, I mean, Jesus Christ, that's the nicest they've ever been to each other. It is, isn't it? What's going on? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I think we're just trying to avoid not talking about football. To be honest with you. Yeah, I think we are. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I just want to put it out there: a great weekend for for the neutral fan. The amount of goals scored. Unbelievable, uh, unbelievable oh, amount. Brilliant. There's been a lot of goals, hasn't there, uh, in this new season so far? There has. Um, I think I'm right. I think there's been uh, 41 goals scored altogether this weekend, which is um, nearly a record. Um, it's been a great, great, great weekend um, for other teams, not our teams. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll get straight into we'll kick we'll kick things off with the first game of the weekend. Uh, Everton against my team, Westbridge Albion. Everton running game five two winners. Um, yeah, this was it was hard to take. This was because we were very comfortable in the first half again. Like, yeah, uh, I watched most of this match. Um, sorry to cut in, but yeah, as a new as a neutral, uh, I thought you started off very well. To be honest, we did, we did. We we had a system. We knew we were basically getting one. Takeda attack. Diagana, Pereira, Robinson were finding all kinds of space. Uh, Diagana obviously scored the first goal for ten minutes. A great goal. A great great yeah. great catch. Yeah. Absolutely bombed it. Yeri Mina kept backing off and backing off. Dear Garner, edge of the area, smacks it to the bottom corner. Pickford should have done better. Um, but I won't complain. It was a, it was a goal. And then Calvert-Lewin scored. Um, great game for Calvert-Lewin, by the way. Um, he was awesome, wasn't he? And, um, well, a lot of Everton players stood out, which we'll get to yeah, in the- due course. Yeah, they did. I mean, he, he scored after 31 minutes. VAR um, checked. We thought it was offside, but Furlong played the ball to to um, uh, Calvert-Lewin, who t- uh, mm. tapped it in. Then a moment of madness in the game. James uh, Rodriguez scoring, making it 2-1 before halftime. And then Kieran Gibbs, uh, a very experienced footballer, a man who's been around the block many times, gets himself sent off. Uh, for me, it was stupid stupidity from Kieran Gibbs. Yeah, I mean, 
it's a bad enough thing to do in all, you know, before VAR, because everything's filmed on video, but because they can retrospectively give you a, a red card. But it's just pure madness in the VAR age. Absolute madness to do anything like that. It, it was. I mean, Hammers, right, so we give him a little shorts and then Gibbs, you just don't go for the face. You push him in the face. No. Get 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 sent off. And then half-time comes, Slam a Billich, then goes onto the pitch and mouths off at Mike Dean and then I think he told Mike Dean to fuck off. Yeah, I mean, they were saying he didn't swear at him and he, it, the red card was harsh on Billich, but I don't know. I mean, the red, the red card, the, you know, the red card decision was 100% right in my book. Uh, the offside decision was 100% right because it came off of the, uh, a West Brom player last. So I, d- yeah. I don't really know what he had to argue about i really don't if he had if he had a leg to stand on i'd understand but he really didn't i think it was more because what hammers did to to, to warrant the maybe record. maybe i mean it was petulant by gibbs to do what he did to hammers there was no need for it um as i said gibbs is a very very experienced player one of the most experienced players in the squad should be doing stuff like that but Half-time came, we were down to 10 men, our manager was in the stands, but we come out, Matthias Pereira, what a free kick this was. It really was an excellent free kick, and it just makes you wonder, if you'd have scored that free kick with uh, 11 players on the pitch, would it have been a different outcome, perhaps? I think it, I think it would have been, obviously it got us a 2-2, I think we, we would have... at least got a draw. Yeah, I, I would have took a draw um, from that position. I think it was a, it, it was there when the first half, we were, as I said, we were playing really well. The, the, well, the counter-attack was there with Dean Garner. He was finding, finding loads of space. It was uh, mean I couldn't handle him. And then, uh, obviously, the red card happened and our yeah. team went to shit. Um, but, yeah, Pereira's free kick, incredible. I just want to say one thing, though. Um, I'm going on a rant right now, Carl. Uh, if I no, no, I, I'll be going home on myself in due course, so I wouldn't worry. <laughs> My rant is aimed at match of the day. Now, match of the day, all they went on about with the Albion was the red card. Yeah? Mm. If it going about the two, the two goals were superb goals. Yeah? But all match of the day focused on was how poor we defended and the red card. They didn't they didn't praise the free kick, they didn't praise the goal by Dean Garner. If that was scored by Perez free kick was scored by a player. If it had been scored by James, let's say. If if James Rodriguez had scored that free kick, they'd have been kissing his bum over it, wouldn't they? Let's be honest. And that's what it is. It annoys me to the point that match of the day cannot do anything say anything possible at West Brom. They never did when we was in the Premier League for all those years. And then it feels like the same is happening again. It just feels like it's like a vent- I don't just say petty and stupid right now what I'm saying, but it just feels like there's like a it's like a vendetta to praise West Brom. Uh, maybe. I don't know because I don't always watch match of the day, especially if I've already seen the matches and especially when my team has bollocked up as well. But <laughs> I, I just want to say, I don't know if you'll agree with this, but that's two matches now that you've started off well and then gone to pieces when you've conceded a goal. Is, is this looking like it could be a problem? 
I think what doesn't help is a start. The two the two teams we played at the start. The, the, these teams for me are teams that should be knocking the top four or Europe at least. Yeah. Hmm. In terms of Leicester and Everton, uh, both great teams, lots of good players in, the end, and they they're a different class to us. I still think that the formation that Bennett's just gone with, he, I don't understand why changing a formula that worked in the championship, four at the back worked for us. Why is he going to play in three at the back? It, I, I don't understand. Um, we still, for me, we need a striker. It's it's imperative we get one. Yes, Conor Gallagher's a great signing from... Uh, Chelsea on loan is a good young player. I saw him at uh, Charlton last season. Did very well at Charlton. Um, but is it the player we need? Probably not because he's attacking the field. And we've already got Pereira in that position. We've got Dean Garner who can play there. Robinson can play there. We need a striker and we need a, we need some centre-halves. Kyle Barkley is not the answer. Kyle Barkley was good in the Championship. He's not mm. a Premier League player. Dora O'Shea is too young. Um to play that and obviously he's got no one there that's that's got Premier League experience okay yes Bartley played there but he's he's still green in the Premier League same as Samuel J but Johnny seems to have adapted better than um, Bartley and O'Shea have I would go if I me personally I'd go back to four at the back and have a Garzi and a Joy as a centre-half partnership uh, Sawyers and Livermore in the, the, the midfield anchor um I'd have Dean Garner out left. Out right, right. right. Uh, I don't know who I'd have there. Uh, Pereira's in the middle. And then I'd, we think we need a striker. I think definitely a striker up front that mm. can play the Premier League way. Um, Everton have got one in terms of Calvert-Lewin. Calvert-Lewin with a hat-trick. Fantastic, uh, fantastic player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, under Ancelotti, he's really come into his own, hasn't he? He has, he has. He's played really well. Um, I just ask you the question: Who do you think Hammer should have been man of the match? For me, it should have been Calvert Lewin. I think Calvert Lewin had a great game. But... Yeah, probably. But it, I mean, he's got a hat trick for God's sakes. But it always goes to the sea. You know, he's a superstar, and everyone wants to kiss, um, kiss his bum, don't they? So that's just the way yeah. it is. Are you surprised James Rodriguez didn't go to an even bigger club? I mean, he's, he's looked excellent so far. I mean, it's probably like an Arsenal or even the United didn't try and snatch him up, to be honest. I mean, he was fairly cheap as well. What was he, 20 mil, 25 mil? These days, that's really cheap. That's the thing. I keep seeing different reports that he went for free, that he got a signing on fee for that much, that he signed on fee was like 20 million or something like that. I can't imagine this player getting 20 million paying a signing fee. But um, how much Rodriguez... I think why he didn't go to a bigger club is he didn't really perform at Real Madrid. Obviously, he wasn't given the chance to perform at Real Madrid, but Ancelotti was at Real Madrid when he was there. He had a good season when Ancelotti was there. Ancelotti took it to Bayern Munich, had a good season at Bayern Munich with Ancelotti. And I think Ancelotti... Yeah, I forgot about I forgot about the past connection with Ancelotti, actually. So that might be a, a big reason why he chose Everton, thinking about it. I never... Good thinking, Reese. I never considered that. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, as you said, like as you said last week, the best sign Everton made was Ancelotti. And I think it's proven it now because players have wanted to come to Everton. Big players have wanted to come to Everton. Mm. Hammers, Alan, 
He's a massive manager with a huge reputation, isn't he? I mean, Everton did so well bringing him in. I mean, it, it just baffled me that no big club actually went for him when he was when he was available. Mm. Uh, but he's, I mean, he's he even admitted that Calvert Lewin was a player that he wanted when he was at Napoli. He's played every game for um, Everton while uh, Ancelotti's been there. Would you take Calvert Lewin to the Euros? Uh, on this form, hundred percent. Would you play him over Harry Kane? Yeah, I mean, uh, at this point, he's getting in ahead of Rashford for me, and we'll talk more on that yeah. situation when we get to uh, the Man United match. Yeah, I just got some stats here, uh, just some stats before we get off this game. Uh, this is the first time Everton of this is the first time Everton have registered back-to-back victories at the start of a campaign since 2012-13. Um, and since the start of last season, only Kevin De Bruyne has provided more league assists in the top four tiers than Matthias Pereira. That's uh, an amazing stat, that, to be honest. And we all know how good De Bruyne is. Yeah, De Bruyne's doing it a team that is just absolutely incredible. And Matthias Pereira's doing it a team. That yeah, is, yeah. Um, good team, but, you know. Uh, for me, we, we, then we move on to Leeds United uh, versus Fulham. Um, Leeds winning 4-3 a, f- a very very good game yeah um, very good game I mean going the... forward Leeds look going forward Leeds look the business don't they they really do yeah I, they've got such a, a good t- uh, lineup going forward I mean um, Costa mm. looks a, a great player obviously played for Wolves got two goals in this game uh, Mateus Click yeah great player He's been brilliant Looks good. But Bamford look, finally looks like he's ready for the Premier League. But for me, their most important player is Calvin Phillips. Yeah. I think Cal- Calvin Phillips is a, a, a fantastic, fantastic player. Just He just sits in front of that midfield and he does really well there. And I'm, I, I, as Liam said last week, I am shocked that no big club actually came in for him. Yeah, it is surprising, but I don't know. Maybe... If never seen him perform in the Premiership, maybe someone will have a go before the window shuts in October. You never know. I, d- I don't think it will. I think he's he signed a new four-year deal last season. He's, I think now Leeds are in the Premier League. I think it's time for him to kick on. I think next season maybe, maybe next season if like if he performs at a big a big four club coming for him, um, then I can see him going. But as of now, I think he wants to stay with Leeds. But Leeds looks to be in cruise control, uh, 4-1 up after 57 minutes. But Ever- uh, uh, sorry, F- Fulham just come out of nowhere. Reed and Rich scoring in the space of five minutes. Thinking they might get a point. Um, but Leeds held on. And they, they get their first win in 16 years in the Premier League. Yeah, I, I mean, as praise I was for their attacking. I mean, in defence, it's the opposite story. I mean, seven seven goals conceded in two games. I know one was against Liverpool, but, but still, it's uh, yeah. it, it looks like they need tightening up at the back, for sure. I mean, Cock needs to stop pulling out of tackles. Um, mm-hmm. he, kept, he kept doing that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cooper, as well, looks a bit shaky. Uh, I do think if they get a, a, a decent centre off in there, I think Leeds could do very well this season. I don't think they'll be knocking on the doors of Europe or anything like that, but I think they'll be knocking on the door of the top ten. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, they don't look in danger of going down yet. But then, but then you do have that one team that starts off well and then kind of falls away, don't you? So you, it's still hard to predict this early on. To to be fair. Yeah, I agree with you completely. I mean, I think Leeds, as you said, Leeds going forward, they just look yeah. they look very, very sharp. They look good. They look like they'd be, they could be trouble for anybody. But as you said, I think defensively, I think when they come against uh, Chelsea and City and United, Arsenal, I think they'll struggle there because they've got yeah. good players in those positions that... You know, I mean, look at Liverpool. They 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 couldn't keep. I know I know it's Mo Salah, but they couldn't keep Salah out of the game, could they? No. Um. So uh, just some stats before we get off there. Uh, so uh, Leeds opening two Premier League games to see fourteen goals this season, the most for a top flight's opening two matches since Wolves <laughs> in nineteen sixty two. Uh, there have been four penalties in Leeds' first two Premier League games this season, the most in the league's first two, the team's first two games of the single campaign since Bolton in 2002 and 2003. And since the start of last season, Fulham's uh, Mitrovic has scored more league goals than any other, any other player in England's top four tiers. So Mitrovic is the top scorer in the, in England, basically. That's right. Why, why do they keep having him on the bench, though? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I do feel for Scott Parker this season. I think he's got a big job on his hands. Um, they did it with the demos this week. Um, <laughs> I don't think I don't think Big Tone is going to be happy. But I think if if Fulham get a couple of signs, I think they could they could do well. But I think they're going to be down in the relegation area along with West Brom this season. I think. I think what's going to happen is Tony Khan's going to sack um, Scott Parker and he's going to put the demo guard himself, Chris Jericho, as the manager. The, the inner circle. Yep. You'll have proud and powerful up. Proud and powerful in defence. That'll tighten it up. <laughs> Jake Hager up front. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we move on then to... Uh, we'll move on to the late game... Uh, we'll get to we'll get to the game before that in a minute. But when we went to the late game, Arsenal versus West Ham. Arsenal winning two one here. Lacazette uh, and Enketia scoring for Arsenal. Mikel Antonio scoring for West Ham. Arsenal, yeah, they Arsenal looked Arsenal looked good, but West Ham were just a completely different team to the team that we saw against Newcastle. They looked energized. They looked. Um, they were. They looked like they were hungry. They looked. They were, they were playing for each other, and it, it, it was. It was a good display by them. Uh, yeah, but, um, they made it. They certainly made it difficult for Arsenal. I mean, when they when they scored in the twenty fifth minute, I thought, um, you know, they were going to have a comfortable, perhaps three 0 win, but that's not how it turned out. No, they weren't. They were disciplined at the defence. And they play counter-attacking football. That Arsenal played. That Arsenal looked flat to begin with, and they were they were caught out. But um, Bamiang's Bamiang's assist to Lacazette was incredible. Mm. Incredible cross. The Lacazette's fiftieth goal in all competitions for Arsenal. Uh, I do think this is the season for Lacazette to, to kick on and show that he is that world-class striker that they signed. 
I do like Lacazette. I think he's. I mean, yeah. I mean, I wasn't player. always sure he was scoring enough goals, but he's on fire at the moment. I, I have to admit, yeah. he's he's looking sharp. Uh, do you think that Aubameyang was offside? Uh, I didn't actually watch this one, so I couldn't say. Yeah. Sorry, it's one of the few games I didn't I didn't see any of. Yes, so the, the, the West Ham tried to say that um, he was offside. He wasn't. Uh, but then Gabriel again had a very good game. This one was a bit. This one, so ball comes in, it hits the top of his arm. For me, that's not handball because he wasn't. He didn't put his arm out towards to stop the ball. He kind of brought it in, it hit the top of his arm. So I can understand that. Uh, Mikel Antonio um, finished off a, a very good counter attack for West Ham, scoring. And then when West Ham, West Ham scored in fifth three minutes, Gabriel again, such a good player. His intervention prevented them from taking the lead. Leno, good save. Um, then uh, Antonio did get the ball past him, but he's, he came off the post. And then Enketia comes off the bench, and uh, the man who we had a fight with <laughs> the week before <laughs> squared it to Enketia, and he scored the winner. Ah, a good win for Arsenal. Uh, keeps them ticking on two wins from two against teams that Arsenal normally don't do well against, because Arsenal don't do well against little teams. And I think the, the, this game, I think Norse fans can be very happy with it. I think they they showed a lot of character, and I think that this, I think this season, I think Arsenal could be in for good things. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, as I say, that Arsenal will then capitulate and finish in the bottom three. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean Arteta looks like a great, great manager, great, you know, great decision to bring him to the club because. I'd only ever known him as a number two at Man City. I wasn't sure if he was ready for this um, position at a club like Arsenal. But no, he's he seems like he's got a plan. He knows what he wants to do. And he's got him playing really well. I mean, let's face it. I mean, uh, Emery left them in the right shambles. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd love to get Liam's thoughts on this, but um, I think he'd be saying... I mean, I could, I could do an impression of Liam if he wants. No, no, that's uh, that's not blessing. Uh, yeah, I was going to go all posh then, but okay. Uh, but interview <laughs> was very honest. He was saying we're very happy with three points, but they have a lot to analyse. There are lots of issues we correct for ourselves in many moments. We have to improve many things. So he's not. He was happy with the points, but he wasn't happy with the performance. So that's what I like about Arteta. He he's very analytic, very much like Guardiola mm. in that regard. And I think that's the best. I think that's a very, very good thing. The highest place you can give Arteta at that point is very much like Guardiola in that regard. Um, I do think that Arsenal, they look better at the back than they've done in years. Midfield looks good. I think gets Sabayos in for another for another loan was a very good bit of business. And I think hopefully, I think Lacazette stays fit. And he could bang the goals in that take Arsenal, uh, I think, to the top four. I think Arsenal could do top four this year. Yeah, I do too, especially after seeing uh, another team play. Um, yeah, um, one thing about Wenger, uh, he was never very good at bringing in defensive players, was he? He was very lucky when he took over that team that Adams and Dixon and... Um, Winterburn. Yeah. No, I can't think of his name. We're, we're all there. And then when they retired, he really struggled to fill those gaps in defence, didn't he? I mean, he bought, he did get Sol Campbell. 
He got true, um, true. He got SoCal and Vieira is a good defensive player, but yeah. apart from a few exceptions, he did he did struggle. I'm just, I'm just uh, thinking. The be- I'm just going to go through the best ones he signed. This is for me the best ones he signed. I agree with you completely. I think there's a that there's a few gems that he brought in. I.e. Lauren, very underrated, very good right back. Uh, Sol Campbell, Colo Torre, Ashley Cole came through the academy. Um, he got Sanya. I think Sanya was a very good signing. And yeah. I, I, I can't name many many more. I mean, he, he brought. In, I mean, Koscielny. Koscielny was a good player. Uh, never that high on Koscielny. And Galas could have been a good one, but he he had all these funny moments. I'll always remember him sitting in the middle of the pitch after a game they lost. I forget who it was against now. Birmingham. Yeah, I wanted to say Birmingham, but I was wondering if I was thinking of the uh, the League Cup. But yeah, I just thought that you know he was stripped of the captaincy after that, wasn't he? It was a, it was a pathetic display from someone of his his stature. I understand why he did it, but then to, as you said, the club captain, the club captain shouldn't have done that. He should be setting an example to the players, and I think. That's what lost also that league that year because they, they, they were top at Christmas. They were they were playing really well. Mm. And then I think they draw against. I think it was a draw against Birmingham that season. I think it was the last minute penalties or something like that. And Gallas st- st- uh, walked off, and then from there they struggled. Um, but we we move on from Arsenal. We now get to. Um, I mean, I might just let you do this one. Uh, Crystal Palace three, Manchester United one. Man United first game of the season. Zaha scoring twice against his former club with a controversial take retake a penalty. We'll we'll discuss that in a second. Um, yeah, Carl, take it away. Well, yeah, I mean the penalty aside, uh, I don't think we deserve to win the match. I think Crystal Palace really deserved the win. The the penalty decision and the retake were both. Jokes, in my opinion, but you okay. might have another outlook because I do have my um, rose-tinted glasses on. <laughs> but um, I mean, we were hampered by the fact that Paul Pogba tested positive for COVID, so he had to go into self-isolation. I don't know if any of the players that had been near him had to as well, because when I saw the lineup, but uh, you know. <sighs> Trying to articulate myself now because I'm getting so grrr. But yeah, when I saw the lineup, I saw, I saw warning signs. You know, Timothy Fonsu meant so he's an okay player, but why wasn't Van Bisker um, played ahead of him? James, he, he, he struggled most of the season. I mean, he started off really hot, James, but he seemed yeah. to lose his confidence and why he was played ahead of Greenwood, I, I can't understand. Why Pogba was played, I can't understand. Means he obviously couldn't have trained enough with the self-isolation, self-isolation and testing for COVID. So I don't quite understand why... Um, he um, uh, he started, um, and Donny van der Beek showed when he came on that he practically started. He, he was the only player that really looked sharp and and, and played really well for, for my money. Uh, Bruno looked out of sorts as well. He still looks knackered, to be honest, like he did towards the end of last season. He just he had no influence on the game at all, like he had been doing when he first came in. 
Yeah. So, uh, you know, I just, I don't know. I mean, there's the defence is up poor. Matt Maguire looked awful. Kept giving the ball away. He's making mistakes. So whether he's, his confidence has been hit and he's, you know, he's played with worries because of what happened in Greece. I don't know. I mean, he, he would tell you he isn't, but as people, we always do that, don't we? We always try and say things aren't bothering us when we really are. Uh, Lindelof is always an accident waiting to happen. He's very good at sort of running with players and getting the ball off them, but, you know, he did a piss-poor header back to the goalkeeper, which was nearly capitalised on, and he quite often finds himself out of position. He's, he is a worry. I think I think he needs to go, and someone needs to be brought in that can sort of cover for Maguire's weaknesses, if that makes sense. I agree it's with not you. A, yeah, Lindelof and Maguire is not a partnership that works or fills me with any sort of confidence. Um, watching sure, I can see why they want to bring in a new left back now. I take everything <laughs> back. What I said. <laughs> um, but let's not detract from. But Paris Chris were brilliant. Chris. They were. They, they, they did. They played really well. Um, Andros Townsend uh, with the only open after seven minutes. Um, we'll get. To the, I think we'll talk about the penalty now. Um, for me, I can understand why it was retaken. Now, I ask you this question. If that was a penalty to you, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, Guaita had um, encroached and it wasn't given, would you be annoyed? Uh, I would, but it was also a piss-poor penalty. Oh, it was. Maybe if it was a really good penalty and it was saved because the goalkeeper encroached, then I would be annoyed, but to be honest, that that penalty didn't deserve to be retaken because it was an awful, it was an awfully taken penalty, to be honest. Oh, it was. I, I agree with you. It's just, this, this, this is the thing now. It's this, this now sets precedent. This has to be done for every game now. If a goalkeeper, if there's a penalty and the goalkeeper encroaches or comes off his line, then this has to be retaken for, for all games. It won't be, but you know. Mm. Um, but I mean, I just want to say, Luke Shaw for the first goal was absolute. He was so lazy. Mm. So I mean, I, I mean, I understand why people are blaming Lindelof and all that, but it was just utter laziness by Luke Shaw not to track there. Um, I will say this though: I was ha- I was having a conversation with uh, some USC fa- uh, fans. We were talking about football, and one of them said, "Man United's best defender is Axel Twanzebe." All right. I've not really seen a lot of him, but I have heard good things. I mean, we had a, I mean, we we had a laugh. We had lots of giggles because if Twanzebe was that good, Twanzebe would be playing in the first team. And I mean, I don't understand what's happened to Brandon Williams. I mean, he 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 had a shaky game against Liverpool, which is understandable when in one of his first starts for the club. Last season, but he looked—he looked brilliant. I mean, I mean, he's not as pacey or as good going forward as Shaw, but Shaw's one of those who tends to forget he's supposed to be a defender. Brand, I thought Brandon Williams had an excellent, excellent few games, and then after lockdown, he he hardly ever featured. So whether Solskjaer doesn't like him for some reason, I'm I'm not too sure. I I 
yeah, it, it might be. Yeah, you know, managers do that with players that we think should be in the first team. Mm. Um, but I think for me, man of the match was was Wilfred Zaha. Yeah, he showed he showed why he should be at a bigger club than Crystal Palace. Um, he only played. I mean, I, I know he went to Man United when he was twenty one. Played only four games in that. That, that spell of Man United, went back to uh, Crystal Palace, rebuilt his career, and I am shocked that no one is coming for him yet. I mean, Arsenal were rumoured once uh, a season or two ago, weren't they? But that never came to fruition. It was a weird, it was a weird situation for him at Man United, though, because he was brought in in January by Fergie, and then Fergie re- the year Fergie retired, and Moyes came in, and Moyes never seemed to like him for some reason. He couldn't move him on fast enough, and I was always a little bit disheartened. I mean, I, I mean, Moyes has got a lot of defenders, but, you know, I, I think he did a poor job at United, personally. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> It, it was always going to be hard to replace Alex Ferguson. I genuinely don't have. I mean, no. but I don't think you will. I think Alex Ferguson is the great one. If, if arguably the greatest manager of all time, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not convinced Solskjaer's really good enough. Um, I want to give him a chance, and he's he's yeah he's not backed by the board as much as he should be definitely we'll talk about transfers and that in a minute um but his his team and setup was a you know it, it, the writing was on the wall when i saw that team for me and when you see what arteta's done and a shortest period of time for arsenal compared to what Solskjaer's yeah. doing at united i i don't know but then if you it's no good keep chopping and changing managers if you've still got Woodward and the board playing their silly games. So, yeah. I mean, I, again, this Man United fan had this, well, we, I had this debate with. He said that Oli, Oli Gunnar is a great manager. He's not. He, he his said. Track oh, record, his track record at other clubs doesn't back that up. Well, this, I think, yeah, he won the Norwegian League. I could win the Norwegian League. Um, it's it's not a hard league to win as I imagine with the team he had. It was a yeah, very, very I mean good it's a bit team. like managing Celtic or, or Rangers yeah. when they were a force. If you're yeah. managing the top club in a country like that, you've got the resources and that that almost anybody can can win. I mean, he didn't do very well at Cardiff, did he? Got Cardiff, yeah, got Cardiff relegated. Then he went back to Mould. Uh, where he won, uh, I think he won some trophy cups and all that. Then he gets a Man United. He started off really well, 11 games in a row that he that they were undefeated. He gets a job, and he's got to ship from there. He's not improved the team at all. In fact, for me, I think he's took them backwards. Um, the, the, it's, it's a shame to see because, as I, I think I've said this before, when I, when, I saw, when I was a kid and I went to the Albion and saw we were playing Man United, I went, uh, it was... It was a privilege to see the players to play that were there, i.e. the, the, the Rooney's, the Ronaldo's, mm. the Tevez's, the Berbatov's, the Skulls and all that. Yes, I know that those players will never be replaced. Yes, I know that. But I think the fan, what the fans need to do, and this isn't you because you are, you, you and Nathan are very rare species. You are reasonable on Man United fans. <laughs> 
But the majority of my United fans need to realise now, yes, you're a big club, but you are not the biggest club in England anymore. And I think it's a hard, for, it's a hard thing to re, it's a hard thing to take for them because they're used to their team. I mean, they're used to Man United winning stuff like that. Man United have won the league title in seven years. Yeah, we've we've kind of switched roles with Liverpool. Where Liverpool are back on top, and now we're where Liverpool yeah. was struggling, struggling to get going again. Uh, the, the disappointing thing is, though, I thought. I thought this season, because we qualified for the Champions League, we'd be able to put, you know, we'd have a bit more pull and get a few more, you know, a few more players um, we need in yeah. uh, to really improve. But uh, maybe it's not because we were in the Champions League. Maybe it's just because the Glazers and Woodward are skin flints. I don't know. I don't know if it's because the the they haven't got the money to spend or they don't want to spend it or Woodward wants to make it look like he can do clever deals, which he can't. He just doesn't want... He's a great businessman. He gets great sponsorship deals, but he hasn't got a clue when it comes to uh, transfers and the football side of things. He feels like a poor a poor man's Daniel Levy. Mm-hmm. That's what, I mean, Daniel Lee is a great businessman, but he does great stuff for Tottenham. I mean, look at the deal Tottenham got. They've got Gareth Bale and Sergio uh, Regu- uh, Regulon, who was a fantastic left-back for Sevilla. And they've got, they've got Gareth Bale back, who, whatever people say, Gareth Bale is still in the he's still a world-class player. Oh, yeah, definitely. And Tottenham, we'll get to Tottenham in due course. I mean, they, they look like a different team this week. Oh. I will. I just want to say what uh, just to perform me on Ollie's uh, little bits of Ollie's interview. This is what he said: "It's not bits and pieces that decided the game. That's for sure. We didn't deserve to get anything from the game. We started badly and slowly. We looked like a team early on in their preparation for pre for preseason. I can understand that. You can see the physicality here this evening. They were sharper than us. They were stronger than us. And we've got to catch up quickly. We can't wait to have a normal preseason. And our next game is already on Tuesday. And this is what he said: the penalty retake." It was a very, very harsh. I think the penalty decision is very harsh. And then it's very harsh. And David, who makes a fantastic save, he's probably one inch off the line, so it was hard to fathom and understand when he's made the save. But rules are rules, so we probably can't discuss that one. I understand that. For me, I'm not, I'm not blaming De Gea, yeah? Yeah. I'm not blaming De Gea at all, because, I mean, you, you, goalkeepers taught to dive forwards, yes? Mm-hmm. Would you give Henderson a go this season or not? Yeah, he'll probably play Tuesday, I should imagine. I, feel I know like... that's only I know that's only the League Cup. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It, it depends because um, Dean, Dean Henderson wants to be number one or given the chance to be number one at some point. Um, if De Gea looks shaky, I think he could he could get his chance, but we'll have to see because. The managers do have their favourites. It definitely looks like Solskjaer has his favourites, and they do like to stick to their to their guns a bit. Yeah, it's a shame because I think Dean Henderson is a is a great great goalkeeper. But we move on. To... I just wanted to make another couple of points. Sorry, if I, if I could. No, 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 not at all, mate. I definitely think we need a, a bit more going up front as well. I mean, since his back injury, Rashford's just not looked right. Uh, again, he. He, he just looked off the pace and he hardly contributed. I know I feel bad 
um, saying bad things about Rashford after what he's doing for the, the kids in Manchester and all the all the hard work he's done in in that respect, and so not just in Manchester. I think it's far um, reaching than that. And you know, he's great. He deserves OBEs and knighthoods for all that work. He really does. Because why hasn't a super rich footballer done this before? Um, <laughs> but. On the pitch, he's just looking completely out of sorts for me. I mean, would you agree with that? I mean, let, let, let us, before we before we say it, for, for me, he's an exceptional talent. He's a he's a, he's a world class player, and I think given given the players around him, I think he could do really well. I mean, last season he was fantastic with Marshall and, and, and oh yeah. Um, I think as the season gets on, I think you will start coming back. And I think you will get the best out of him, but I, I, I do think though that I, I, I do think you're going to struggle this season. I know it's only one game in, but you just look so, so off the pace already. Yeah, it's not a good sign. But another question for you: Do you know what happened last time we lost the opening game of the season, three-one? You're not going to win the league, mate. <laughs> That's what they said last time. Can't win anything with kids. I will, I will bet you more left testicle oh, than you. No, we won't win. We won't win the league, no chance. But it, I'm just <laughs> saying, it's we were really poor in that match. So you don't, you know, you can't always write someone off. But on, look, um, one season, but he does. But joking aside, the um, the board, they they need to get the checkbox out. They need to. Pre- they need to bring Sancho in, or if Sancho is really too much money, look for a, an alternative. If Solskjaer really thinks he needs um, more options on the left, you've got to, you know, we've got to support the manager. We'll, we'll, we'll get on to that in a bit. Um, well, I, think, I think that could be our, our closing topic, our topic question. I think that'd be a great one to discuss on there. But we move on to Sunday's games. We'll start off with Tottenham versus Southampton. Uh, a 5-2 win for Tottenham. As you said, they, they look to be back at their best. But Hillman's son, four goals. Harry Kane, four assists. Mm. Uh, Son's four goals in 28 minutes. Um, they look Absolute really brilliant strong. performance, wasn't it? Really was. I mean, complete, complete three sixty from what they were last week against Everton. They weren't, as Mourinho called them, lazy. I know we touched on it. Is Mourinho passed it? Um, we're sorry, Jose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're very sorry. But yeah, you can't move on from about the Danny scored two goals. Um, as well in this game, a penalty in a light consolation. I do feel for Danny Ings, stuck in a team that's absolute um, dog shit, it seems. Yeah, um, they look like they're going to struggle this season, Southampton. And I was a bit upset because I'd uh, swapped Danny Ings with Martial <laughs> for my fantasy <laughs> team. So that, that went out well. Yeah. Uh, do you feel stupid? Yeah, and there's another match where I made a big mistake as well, so... Silly person. Um, I mean, it, it was a game of two halves for me. I mean, Tottenham, the, the Tottenham, they didn't look... First half, Tottenham were a bit shaky. They didn't look good. And Danny, as I said, Danny scoring in the in the 32nd minute was a fantastic strike. Such a good finish. But in the second half, Tottenham just absolutely blitzed them. Mm. 
Um, as I said, Sod scoring four goals in 28 minutes. Kane scoring as one eight a second minute. Uh, Ink scoring in the 90th minute with a penalty. Um, and Kane with all four assists for Son's goals as well. Don't forget. Yeah. Uh, second man to do it. Uh, seeing, uh, I mean, I, I could get it up. Uh, Liam asked a question to us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to the. <laughs> unfortunately, we all saw it on Twitter. <laughs> Spoiling his uh, fun. It was. I mean, I just want to say something though, just about Tottenham. I, I, we touched on it. Bale signing and uh, Regulion signing as well. How scary does that front three say of Son, Kane, and Bale? Oh, it does, yeah. If Bale can perform, let me know he can then. Yeah, I mean, the fight for that Champions, last couple of Champions League space places is going to be immense again, I think. Arsenal oh. look like they could make a good go of it. Tottenham look like they could make a good go of it. Everton could be dark horses with their, the, the signings they've made and the way they're playing. You'd expect Man United to pull themselves together and get back into it, but I mean, if they don't, if Man United don't sort themselves out quickly, they could find themselves in all sorts of trouble. They really could. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I think even Ralph Husenhall, the manager, has come out and said with this team, it's going to be hard to win games. If your manager is saying that, Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, but for, for you, for, for, for me and for you, who was your man of the match? Was it Son or was it Kane? And do um, you oh, Jose Mourinho? <laughs> why, what did Mourinho say? You don't see what Mourinho... <laughs> I'm no, sorry. I don't think I've seen that, no. Uh, jo- Jose walked over, took the ward off Son and said Harry Kane was man of the match. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, it's Son. Um, his finishes, the confidence he had, he just looked really good. His movement as well, um, his timing was per- perfect, and his equaliser, <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, he's a he's a class player, so I'm not a property of for him, to be honest. But then Kane did get four assists and the goal, so oh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, Mourinho said this song was on fire. Harry Kane, I know people tell me I'm silly in my analysis, but for me, Harry Kane was man of the match because of what he did for the team. Hard to argue with Jose there, obviously four assists, but mm. for me, goals mean more. Um, I do want to say that, that one, there was one player who did, didn't do too well, uh, too well in this game, though, and he, he's Ndombele. Um, do you think he still has time at Tottenham to prove himself? Or do you think with Jose's vote of confidence in the probably he coming out and said he believes in, in Dombele, do you think that is uh, a baptism of fire? Do you think he could he'd be out of the team soon if he continues to play the way he is? Or do you think Jose will actually give him time? I think if Jose's praising him, uh, I think he might give him a chance. Um, Daddy Ali's the one that needs to worry from all the... All the rumours I'm hearing lately. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I saw a comment. I said Deli, when Deli Ali is uh, on form, he's one of the best midfielders of the Premier League. Oh, I, he is definitely, but he, he he hasn't shown it for a while now, has he? I mean, I, I, I disagree completely with that point. I don't think he's that good. I think he's, he's good, but he's not one of the best players in. I don't think he's one of the best midfielders of the Premier League. I don't think he's anywhere near that. I think he's a very very good player. Um. He's been linked with Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, I, I genuinely don't think Tottenham would miss him if he went. 
And that that's quite, I know it's bold to say, but I don't think Tottenham will miss him. I don't know, Reese. I think he was a very key player for Tottenham when he was in his peak form. And I think he is up there with some of the some of the best midfielders. But we tend to forget that when somebody's having a bit of a, a shitty spell. Um, but that's just my opinion. No, I, what I, I, what I, do I know? <laughs> what about these rumours that Tottenham want Lingard? I mean, I know you Mourinho worked with him at United, but thirty million for him? It's saying it can't be it can't be true news that surely. I, I mean what I said about Deli Alley, I would rather have Deli Alley with one leg and one eye than a fully fit Jesse Lingard. I mean, can Mourinho turn him round and get him playing again? Or, I mean, to be honest, I mean, I'd, I mean, if they offered us a swap deal, Deli Ali for um, Lingard, even if I don't know where I'd play Deli Ali with the midfield we've got, I'd still take it. <laughs> no, no, that'd be, I mean, it'd be a great swap deal. De- I mean, I, I mean, I, I will say this: when, as you said, when Deli Ali was. Deli Ali two years ago was probably was a very 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 good midfielder for Tottenham. It was, it was him and Kane were the most important players of that team. I just think no, he's dipped in form. I don't know what it is. But you do uh, see it with Mourinho. If he if he doesn't believe in a player or like a player, I mean, look at Martial. He he really struggled under Mourinho. He he found he found it hard to get going. And then when Solskjaer took over, he started banging in goals like there was. There was no tomorrow. Well, this week's a bad example for that. But um... but Ali was Ali was performing before Mourinho came in. That's a thing. That's that's a fair point. Yeah, I think uh, I, I, I completely I agree with you. I mean, look at Pogba, Pogba, and uh, SM Marshall and the Mourinho were just shadows of what they've been under Solskjaer. But I do think that Deli Ali, I think Deli Ali. A stretch out the team will do him really good. He could re- reignite the fire, reignite mm. the hunger in him to, to succeed. Because I think he's probably rested on the lo- his laurels a little bit. And I think he, he believes he's better than he actually is. But I think if he has some time off or some just on the bench or anything like that, I think that he could, I think that could really do him good. Uh, you get that just... a lot, don't you, of English, with English players in the Premier League? They get to a certain level, and for some reason they they never kick on, do they? Do you think they get caught up in their own hype, like you're saying, and think they're better than they are? I mean, I don't say it's all English players, but it does seem to happen quite a lot. Would you I agree, say, or do you think I'm talking nonsense? I will say one name, and we shall move on. Jesse Lingard. <laughs> uh, Best player of all time. <sighs> Just some stats. All of Son, uh, Son Heung-Min goals uh, were assisted by Harry Kane. The first time a player has assisted another person player's hat trick since 2003, when Henri assisted Youngberg's hat trick against Sunderland for Arsenal. Uh, Harry Kane is the is only the sixth player to assist four goals in a single Premier League game and the first Englishman to do so. And Danny Ings has netted the opening goal in 11 different Premier League games to begin the last season, more than any other player in the competition. Now, I know we said about Calvert-Lewin, mm-hmm. and that brings Danny Ings. Danny Ings should, for me, be in that Euro squad, and Danny Ings should be at a bigger club than uh, Southampton. So you what, I wouldn't mind if United bought him at the moment, the way, the way we were shaping. Because we did have a bit of the ball in our game, and... 
But there was a yeah. lot of passing around the box without any real serious penetration. That, um, I do find that sort of farting around worrying, the old trying to walk it in yeah. routine. I agree. I think it'd be a great signing for you. But we move on to the next game, Brighton versus uh, Newcastle. 3-0 win uh, for Brighton. And Morpay scoring two goals in over seven minutes. Uh, Connolly scoring at 83rd minute. But the memory of this game will always be the Shawn Michaels, the Ric Flair super. <laughs> yeah. What on earth was he thinking about with that? I don't know. And some people seem to think that was a harsh ending off, but for me, he had to go, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I understand he wasn't looking at him. Yeah, I understand that. He wasn't looking at him, but he's booted him in the face. Yeah? Mm. He is... He, I mean, you, you know, the, if you see you make contact with another person's face, you're going off the pitch. Um, and, yeah, I think he deserved his red card. But for me, the, the player of... A very exciting player for Brighton is their right back. Um, just gonna get, I, I can't remember his name uh, right off the name, but I think it's T- Tarek Lamptey. Lamptey, yeah, I think he went off. He must have gone off injured because he went off quite early on in the match, didn't he? Yeah, I, I, he did, but Lamptey. But t- he does look awesome. Yeah, Tariq Lamptey, yeah. Absolutely incredible player he looks. I mean, I can't believe Chelsea let him go. I, I when I, when I, when I, because uh, I wasn't watching the match, and Chelsea and Brighton were playing, and someone said Lamptey. I, I thought they were referring to Frank Lampard, <laughs> like a pillar. <laughs> um, it was a, oh, well, just, a cute nickname for Frank. <laughs> Lefty, yes. Sorry, sorry for you. It was uh, Sam Maximan that got that got took off early, not uh, Lamptey. Uh, Sam Maximan for. Uh, Newcastle got took off uh, early. No, he, he did get Lamptey did get taken off before. Well, he, he got taken off before the 60th minute in the second half. And when the players doing well, that doesn't normally happen. And he has he is in my team, and he has got a yellow mark under his name. So okay, then I mean he was still voted man of the match as well, which shows mm. how he actually had he got took off the 60 minutes. Uh, so great, great young player. Brighton look, uh, Brighton look good. They look, um, they look sharp. They look. I think Brighton again could be knocking on the door of the top, of the top ten. I think, um, I, I think them staying up. I think it'd be a great little season for them. So yeah, and Newcastle again showing the normal inconsistencies. Played well and beat West Ham, and um, and next game they lose three. 3-0, and um, <laughs> at home, no less. Very, very Newcastle, that is. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, Newcastle are a parody of themselves, but it's great. Uh, we move on then to an, uh, a game between, for me, two title contenders in the form of Chelsea and Liverpool. Liverpool oh, winning. I thought you were going to say Burnley and Leicester then. I was... <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Ch- Chelsea and Liverpool... Uh, at Stamford Bridge, uh, Liverpool winning 2-0. Sadio Mane with two goals in four minutes in the second half. Christensen uh, getting sent off just before half-time with a stupid foul. 
There was no need for it. He, he manhandled Mane to the ground. Yeah, do we? And uh, I think VAR was a hundred percent right on on this one because yeah. it was a, a yellow to start off with, but he was the yeah. last defender and he he was pretty much going full WWE mode, wasn't he? The way he wrestled him to the ground. <laughs> so I think uh, I think it was a red all day long, personally. He saw Basuma's effort and went, yes, yes, I can wrestle too. <laughs> um, but um, obviously Chelsea have been spending lavishly in the transfer window. Um, but they, the first half, they looked like they, 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 were, they were so far off the quality of Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, I thought, I mean, I've heard good things about um, Timo Werner, but he, he didn't look that fast compared to the Liverpool defence, and he seemed to lose the ball quite a lot as well. He, he, he has said he's never he's never played this type of football before, yeah. so I think it's just like a bit of a, an adjustment for him. But I think when he gets going, I think he will be. I hope so. I mean, well, yeah. uh, for him, I mean, for from a supporting another club's perspective, I don't want him to. But some players do. They as good, you know, as good as they are, we've seen it. You know, time and time again, that some players do struggle to adapt to the Premier League, or some players sometimes take a season. I remember Drogba didn't set the world alight on his first first season, when considering the amount of money he was put in for at that point of time. But then, from his second season onwards, you can't argue he's one of the the greatest of all time. So sometimes it it can take a while, and sometimes players just can't seem to adapt. You just don't yeah, really know, do you? I mean, Didier Drogba's greatest moment will always be the 2012 Champions League final. Oh, 100%. Uh, Rahul, we love you. Um, <laughs> but do you think this was a reality check for Chelsea? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I think, yeah, they, they did have the sending off. Um, they were kind of struggling to contain Liverpool anyway, but yeah, that, you know, that Liverpool team, you lose a man, you, you, they're going to exploit the, the gaps. Um, I think, I think that, I think it's always a chance you take when you buy a lot of new players as well. That you know they've got to gel together. They've all, they're all going to take different amount of times to adapt uh, to a different league as well. So um, it could very much be a team for next season, maybe if that makes they're- sense. Oh, I agree, man. But bearing in mind, Chelsea are missing Chilwell, Ziyech, Thiago Silva, mm. and Pulisic. So I think when they come back, I think it could be a scary team to play against. But, um, I mean, we've, we we can talk about this man till the cows go in, but he is absolute dog shit. And that is Kepa Ariza Balaga. What the fuck was he doing? Oh, yeah, that second goal. Was it the second goal when he kicked it out and... Yeah, went straight to Mane. I mean, a joke. And this is a thing, you see. I swapped, because Salah scored a hat-trick, I swapped him and Mane over. So I'd have been in my dream team, so I'd have been better sticking with Mane. It just, it's, like, it's like last season, because um, I topped time in the league for ages, but before, before I did, it took me ages to get it right. No matter what I did, what player I put in, it just wouldn't fall right for me. <laughs> it always seems to be every the start of these FPLs. I get so far behind because no matter what I do, it backfires or goes wrong. It's bloody annoying. Oh, but no, I, I mean, I, and I, I asked Janine, 
Jorginho in my team and he missed a bloody penalty. And he hardly ever misses a penalty. And I said to my dad, oh, he'll, he'll miss this because he's in my FPL. So He's in mine as well. Um, but I do, I, just, I do want to praise uh, Thiago as well. Thiago had a great second Ooh. half. Uh, the most passes completed by any player on their debut. Really looked the business, didn't they? For, for, for 24 million pounds, they've got an, app, an absolute steal. I mean, I'll ask you, who do you think got a better deal? Uh, Everton with Hammers or Liverpool with Thiago? Ooh, it's hard to say at the moment. I think I'll, I'll give it to Liverpool. Just, but uh, you know, can't really judge it until the end of the season, really, can you? Well, I mean, because uh, they mean, were and over paying that, paying that money, weren't they? Because his contracts due to was due to expire soon. But I think Klopp put his put his foot down and got the deal through. Mm. I mean, the, the, the first. I mean, just correct, the, the first goal by um, Mane, great header, oh, awesome. <laughs> The second one, as you said, Kepa just being a tit and yeah. Um, but I, I do think that Chelsea did play well. Uh, they, went, they, 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 they did play well, obviously with 10 men. Mm. Uh, Mounts, effort, uh, just uh, tickling the roof of the net. Uh, Werner put himself about um, um, winning the penalty. Jorginho t- uh, tripping away, as you said, Jorginho missed. Um, but uh, man, the match, uh, it's easy, 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 easy to say this, but it is Sadio Mane. Yeah. I, I, I think Sadio Mane is Liverpool's best player. And if anyone disagrees, then go and watch Liverpool without Mane, and you'll understand why he is their best player. No, I would, I would agree with that. Do you think, I mean, do you think Kepa's time is done now? I think that is signed that Mendy. Yeah, I think he's done. He's just not adapted to Premier League football at all. And he's, I mean, I know we, 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 we poke holes at De Gea for making mistakes, but Kepa is, you know, he's horrendous. Yeah. Especially when you consider how much money he was bought in for. Bought in for. Yeah, well, I, I completely agree. I mean, look at the last time Chelsea signed a goalkeeper for Wren. That's Petr Cech. Mm. So hopefully this one could live up to that one. But we move on to the last game of Sunday. Uh, Leicester versus Burnley. We're just going to whiz through this one now. Leicester winning two, uh, 4-2. Uh, Chris Wood and Dunn scoring for Burnley. But Barnes, Peters, own goal. James Justin, Dennis Pratt scoring for, for Leicester. Um, a pick of the bunch of goals was Pratt's great finish. Um, Leicester look good. Leicester look like they've returned to Leicester of old before lockdown happened. And I think Le- Le- Leicester could be a dark horse to get into the Champions League again this season. Uh, this was Brendan Rodgers' 100th win as a Premier League manager. So a nice little... Uh, yeah. a nice- Congratulations, Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, we know you're an avalist of Brendan and uh, I think Leicester could do really good things this season. Uh, we move there on to today's game where we're recording on Monday. Uh, Ast- God, do I have to talk about this one? <laughs> Your Aston- favourite team, Reese. My favourite team is Leeds United. No. <laughs> uh, Aston Villa won, Sheffield United nil. Uh, what I like about this is the referee turned his watch on this time. Well done, ref. Sheffield <laughs> <laughs> uh, United down to 10 men. Egan with a red card after uh, 12 minutes. So they played 77 minutes with with 10 men. A little bit Villa just edged past them. Uh, Martinez saving a penalty. 
on his debut and at concert scoring for um, for Aston Villa. I do worry for Sheffield United this season. Do someone else took out of my FPL, Martinez? I should have kept him in then if he saved it better. But let's see, I made wrong decision after wrong decision, don't I? Fucking hopeless. I mean, if you want to just yeah, if you, if you want to just stay away from Carl's prediction, uh, FPL prediction. Yeah. Um, but Martinez making his debut, as I said, saving a penalty. I understand why Arsenal let him. I understand why he left Arsenal because I knew. I think he knew he wasn't going to get Leno at the team, and I know Liam. This, uh, Liam likes uh, Martinez. Thinks he should have played over him, but for me, Leno is the better goalkeeper. And I understand why he, he went to Villa. He's going to get minutes at Villa. He's going to be the undisputed number one at Villa. Yeah, um, easily. And I, I, I just painful to say, but I think Villa have bought well this transfer window. Um, I mean, I, I will say this: Oli Watkins for thirty-three million pounds looks like an, it just looks a ridiculous amount of money to spend on a player. Maybe he proves it wrong and bangs in goals. For me, I don't think he was worth that much. Um, but they have signed Bertrand Traore from Lyon, who, of course, played for Chelsea in the Premier League and looked quite sharp. He looked good for Lyon. And Martinez in goal, it just... I, I think it could be a good season for Aston Villa. I think, they, I think they'll finish mid-table, at least. And then we get to the last game. You can't... I just wanted to say, you can't under or overestimate how important it is to get a really good goalkeeper in. I remember one season where United's only real... Decent big signing was uh, Edwin van der Sar, and we went on to win win the league with just changing the goalkeeper. That's that's the difference a really good goalkeeper can make. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we went from having Scott Carson to Ben Foster, and it was a massive improvement. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then we've got Sam Johnston, who nowhere near as good as Foster. Foster, come home. Uh, we move on to the final game of the weekend. Man City playing their first game of the season away at Wolverhampton Wanderers. Man City winning 3 1. Uh, De Bruyne, Foden, and uh, Jesus scoring for City, and Raul Jimenez scoring for Wolves. Um, Man City, they look, I mean, I, I watched bits of this game. Man City look really good. Um, Foden uh, scoring. I think he could be, for me, the perfect replacement for David Silva. Yeah, he's he's looking good, kicking off like he started uh, after lockdown, isn't he? He's, yeah. he's looking a great prospect, isn't he, Foden? I mean, I've just got to ask you this question. Is there a better player in the world right now than Kevin De Bruyne? Um, possibly not. I mean, if you were talking... Um, like the Ballon d'Or, I'd still give it to Lewandowski, but uh, he certainly he would certainly be uh, a close runner up. I mean, he's such a he's such a, a beautiful player to watch play football. He just and makes when and when sorry to quit him and when City like ooh, thinking about the Champions League or a cup game and decide to bench him, they never play the same, do they? No, I mean, it just, show, uh, it just shows how important he is. He, I mean, for me, he's like what Bergkamp was to Arsenal. When Bergkamp didn't play in Europe, they, they suffered massively. Mm. But when Bergkamp played, he's just... He's a, a, lot of that, a lot of that was because Bergkamp wouldn't fly. 
I mean, I understand why. The reason why it doesn't fly is I understand completely. Yeah, oh, I do, I do. Uh, but I, I think I think De Bruyne is just an, in a class of his own. And I think, um, as I know it's only the first game for City, but they look good. They look sharp. And I think it could be a two-horse race this season between the two teams that finished first and second last season. And to be honest, I'm looking forward. To, I'm looking forward to that uh, battle between City and Liverpool this season. Yeah, I think yeah. they'll push it a lot closer. I still wouldn't be surprised if Chelsea, if if that team can come together, um, Chelsea could enter yeah. the fray. Um, but yeah, it's going to be. I think it's going to be interesting all round this this season. Looking at how teams are performing and who they've brought in. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but we'll get on now to our closing topic, which is, do Man United fans have the right to be frustrated with the board, with the amount of people they're linked with in terms of transfers, and that don't happen, and fans get all frustrated? Or do you think the papers are to blame for this? Uh, Carl, speak, you are uh, the Man United fan, so th- th- this is just for you. Um, take it away. I think fans do have a right to be frustrated because at the end of the day, we we are Manchester United. We are supposed to be one of the richest clubs in the world. And ever since um, Woodward's been in charge of bringing in transfers in, there has been a lot of fanning around uh, at times. Uh, it, It is strange because they were willing to pay large amounts on Martial and... Maguire and Aaron Lambisca was a, a a big signing considering his age and where he was coming from, and then a player like Bruno Fernandes who had proven pedigree, they were pissed farting around over forty million quid, and then when we brought him in, he looked well worth forty million quid. So why there was so much farting around over it? It looked like it was wasn't going to happen at one stage. And then we had that home defeat to Burnley where we looked really poor. And I think that's what sort of forced the deal over the line, personally. Um, And then there's this messing around over Sancho. I mean, we haven't got that sort of money. And we've always known Bayern want that much money for him. They perhaps should have stayed away from it. And, you know, it's not like they're desperate for cash. They're not going to drop their price. So either bid what they want for him or put in the bid relatively close and see what happens. But stop all this farting and fanning around or go in for someone else. But at the same time, um, we do get linked with every player under the sun. Uh, Yeah, we did um, have talks um, with the player that went to Tottenham. I can't pronounce it very well. Can you just say it for me again? Sorry, Reese. Regulon. Regulon. Um, he had agreed terms to come to United. Uh, he didn't choose Tottenham over United, like some people are trying to spin it. The fact is, uh, Real Madrid wanted this buyback clause. United refused. They they didn't feel they should have it. They wanted the player on their on the books on their terms, which is fair enough, I think. Tottenham were willing. We're willing to have the buyback clause, so it, it left the defender with no choice at the end of the day. If he wanted to play in the Premier League, he, he had to go to Spurs because 
United weren't willing to accept this buyback clause. That's just the way it was. Madrid have done this with players of the past. I mean, they did Morata when Morata went to Juve. Mm. They did it with Carver Howe when Carver Howe was at Leverkusen. So I understand that that's Real Madrid's way of doing it, but I like the fact there's a team that's selling Real Madrid. Well, no, we're not going to beat to your drum. We're going to do what we want Mm. to do. So uh, respect to Man United for that. I think speaking as a, a fan of, not a fan of Man United, I think it's hilarious the amount of players that you're linked with. And I can understand the frustration because, I mean, I told you this, I was reading the, I mean, I know it's stupid to read this, but the gossip column uh, on the BBC Sport app, I was reading that, and there was eight players linked within the first, the first six bulletins were all about Manchester mm. United, linked with, um, linked with uh, every player under the sun. And I understand the frustration, but then again, it's a catch-22 because under Van Gaal, you spent a ton of money. Mm. You bought David Blind, you bought Di Maria, you bought Rojo, um, uh, player uh, Falcao. Martial was... Um... Yeah, Martial, Falcao as well. You bought... So it's, it's, it's like that. You could spend a shitload of money and not get results, or you could be frugal and buy one or two players and hope that that is the catalyst that you need to push on. I think Man United need a, a, a new centre half to cut to play with Maguire. Yeah, hundred percent. I think Pogba needs a better midfield partner than McTominay. I mean, I think McTominay will, will come along. He does look, he does look good, but I was surprised Matic wasn't playing. He he he's been really, he'd been really good after lockdown uh, last season. Just to go with your point, you're saying you need McTominay will kick on. You don't need you don't need to kick on in the future. You need to kick on now. That's the well, thing. yeah, no, that that is the thing. Well, I think I think McTominay has shown in matches that he he is really good. Uh, I don't think it helped that Paul Paul Pogba shouldn't have been on the pitch. Really, I think it was too too soon to bring him back after you, you know what he'd been going through with testing for COVID and and whatnot. I get that, but I'm just thinking about Tomine is not the answer. I think you need a new. I think you need a, a holding midfield. I think Van der Beek could play there. I think Van der Beek would be incredible with Pogba in that position. Um, you, and also for me, you need a new striker. Yeah, well, I was alluding to that before. We need we need a proper we need a proper centre forward. I mean, I'll, I'll say this for me: getting rid of Lukaku was stupid uh, because Romelu Lukaku. For all his cricks that he had, Roman Lukaku banged goals every Man United. Yeah, but he wasn't happy. Well, he had a poor second season. He wasn't happy at United, and Solskjaer was happy to let him go. So, what can you say? I'd rather have players that want to be at the club. Um, in all honesty, I get that. No matter how good, no matter how good they are, I get um, that. You, you, you have things like you. Lukaku, people say oh, Lukaku was poor for Man United and all that. Yeah, for me, he wasn't poor at all. He got, he got, um, in all competition for Man United, he got forty-two goals in ninety-six Excuse games. Which is a great return, yeah, yeah, a great return for a player as you said that he doesn't want to be there. I think if Man United offered it, I mean, if Man United said we'll offer some assurances that we'll get players in that could support you, i.e., Bruno Fernandez came in. Mm. Bruno Fernandes and Lukaku could have worked perfectly with each other. 
Um, but uh, I see what you mean by he wasn't happy. But then he, he went to Inter Milan and just had an, had an absolutely incredible season, the best season of his career. Fifty-one games, thirty-four goals in all competitions, equaled Ronaldo's record. So it says a lot about how good the man is. I think that United need. I know this ain't going to happen, but I think United need to play in Lewandowski's quality. Yeah, probably right. It's not going to happen, but I think that I think if Man United were able to attract a player of that ilk, uh, I think it'd be a good thing. I mean, if they got Haaland, I think Haaland would have been absolutely incredible that for that. Someone else, we were linked with, and it, it it just didn't happen. And then they tried to say, "Oh, we didn't need him," and then we looked stupid when we were struggling to put chances away, and he was scoring goals for fun. I mean, that's the trouble. United are making themselves look like laughing stocks. I will say this, though. I will say this, though. Haaland made the best move impossible for his career. I mean, Dortmund... Mm. I mean, I have a soft spot for Borussia Dortmund, but I think Dortmund's track quality uh, quality with young players coming through that team, and they're not afraid to play them. I mean, they're playing Jude Bellingham, a player that we I, I thought would be in their reserve team. He's not. He's in the first team. And he scored. He scored his debut. He assisted for Sancho, or he play, or he assisted for sorry, he assisted for uh, Reina, who again is seventeen years of age, the son of Claudio Reina. They're not afraid to play young players. I think Harland made the best move for his career. I don't think Harland will be at Dortmund for the next 10, 15 years. I think Harland will move on in the next three years. Yeah, they'll be at Barca or Real Madrid. I should think. Such such a good player, but I think he would again. I think he would be perfect for Man United. He's quick, he's pacey. Him, Rashford, and Martial would have been a scary combination mm. that could have challenged the the dominance of the Liverpool front three. Um, but I, I do think no. I mean, I know that the Liverpool, I know that the Man United front three scored a lot of goals in terms of Greenwood. Um, Martial and Rashford, I know that, but I think if the hard numbers there, they would have scored even more. Um, but I, do, I think that Man United need to make the Man United fans need to realise you're not going to sign everybody that you link with. And oh, hundred percent, we're not. But they've got to yeah. make. But there's at times they're not even making proper proper concerted efforts. You hear about all the talking to this player, and then. They'll put in a bid that's nowhere near what the club the club wants, and that that's the thing that makes us look a bit silly and a bit of a laughing stock. You know, yeah. we're trying to bid players. I think we did the right thing with uh, Van der Beek. I mean, we inquired about um, Graylish. They wanted eighty million for him. I think Van der Beek's a far better player than Graylish, and um, he's half the price. So I can't yeah. I can't fault that. No, I, I agree with that one completely. I think that I do think though that Man United <laughs> with Oli are going to struggle. I think if I, I said this about um, the Arsenal job when I said that this manager took it, I think Allegri would be a great manager for Man United. Or, and I'm shocked this man is still not in football. Uh, Mauricio Pochettino. Yeah, he was a when Fergie went, he was a man I wanted. You know. Uh, yeah, uh, you know he's always such a decent manager. I know he had a bit of a funny time last season at Spurs, but uh, yeah, uh, well, you know him or Pat. Yeah, well, when we couldn't get, it's clear we'd missed out on 
Pat Potts was the guy I wanted. And I tried to convince myself Moyes was the right man for the job, but he clearly wasn't. No, he wasn't. But no, I, I think that's uh, I think that's a great thing to to, to, to end this on. It's been a pleasure. Cole, before we go, do you want to do your plugs, mate? Yeah, you can uh, find us at Rogue Opinions on uh, Rogue underscore Opinions, I should say, at Twitter and Instagram. Sorry, it is, it is well past my bedtime. You can find us <laughs> at Rogue Opinions twenty at WordPress.com, a little website we're trying to build up. So please check that out. Plenty of little articles and blogs by myself and Anthony on there. So, you know, please, please check that out. Um, you can check out our back catalog of Bantam Munich on Podbean and Anchor and all other good podcasting platforms. And you can check out Retro Smackdown and uh, all the fun pods Jimmy and uh, Nathan do. They've got a little tournament pod up at the moment, which is good fun. So, yeah. Just check us out. I, I, I mean, I just want to refer to us two. I mean, us three, me, you and Liam. Uh, we're the real A-team. Yes, 100%. But no, you can follow me on Twitter, Arsenal is 1995. And you can follow Liam at Harper Milo. Go give us some love, please. Go give us some attention and give him some, uh, some please come backs because we, we miss him dearly. Uh, but until next time, guys, it's been a pleasure as always. And bye-bye. Bye.